0: Are you ready to go the distance? Go the distance. Go the distance. Go the distance. When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan? Right now, plan. An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management 712-224-4651. 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com.
1: This is Mark from Mark on Money, and today we're going to talk about the magic number for retirement. And it's not the money you saved, it's the age that you retired. And now, live from the heart of
2: Sioux City, Mark on Money,
1: with your host, Mark Gill. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions
2: on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in to Mark on Money. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Mark on Money with Mark Giels. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And uh, Mark, of course, is an independent. He's a fiduciary. He's been helping folks for more than 30 years. Uh, Check out the website, EFS4U.com. That's EFS, the number for the letter
1: U.com. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm good. You Know just trying to stay cool. Well, it's summertime,
2: yeah. There's a lot of that going around trying to stay cool. The um, you know, you you, you said at the beginning there, you talked a lot about um, you know, planning for retirement and getting ready and preparing. And think this is a weird time, Mark. There's no question about it. And and, with inflation at a 40 year high, the bond market, what it's doing, I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of moving pieces here that we haven't seen in a long time. How are we dealing with that? How are you dealing with that?
1: Well, you know, I think it's just kind of bringing people back to you know it's the same old same old it's just different numbers and different uh, different things. I mean um, you know, I've been doing this for thirty plus years. I don't remember the uh early eighties inflation rate. you know I remember you know, Bon Jovi and, and all the hair bands and that kind of stuff, because that's what was in high school was in the eighties. of course Uh, So I don't remember the the whole inflation thing that much. I remember gas was expensive back then. Um, you know, we didn't cruise, we just parked the car. So it's kind of like probably what's going on now, but I don't know if kids do a whole lot of cruising anymore. Maybe just cruising the internet more than cruising in the car anymore. I think you might be right. But those are so, the but days, the times, yeah. so times are you know times repeat themselves. They just look a little and maybe feel a little bit different. Um, you know what we're going to talk about today is is really, you know, how do you prepare in this crazy world? You know, and people say it's crazy, and and uh, things are, you know, we got inflation, we got a war in Europe, you know, we've got gas prices, you know, you got crazy energy policies, and you know, crazy government, um, and You know, really, all those things, you know, haven't been anything different than what they've been, you know, decades, you know, last decade, the decade before. You could probably find the same scenario almost in every decade, uh, with the exception of probably, you know, a 9% inflation rate, which we posted last month. Uh, Other than that, you know, things have been very similar. But, of course, we had negative inflation. And so now we're just kind of averaging back out to uh, a you know, 3% inflation average, probably if you look back, what has it done over the last 10 to 15 years? Cause we we're below the average. Now we're above the average by quite a bit, but it come back to the mean probably. Sure. Well, and again, but more important. Yeah, go uh, ahead. No, I was just gonna say that's, it's kind of like the weather. I mean,
2: you know, there's highs, there's lows.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, and then there's know, the middle <laughs> and then there's the middle. And I think we'll get back to the middle. And you know, what we really want to focus on is, is, Getting ready for retirement, you know, looking after have, have to look at a lot of numbers and, you know, I think it's difficult today just as it was difficult probably, you know, back in, you know, 2002 to uh, retire in that year because we were at the bottom of a bear market. Um, maybe 2009 felt the same way after the market lost half of its value and it looked like everything was just going to implode in on itself. Uh I I get some of the same feelings that I've gotten from some of my clients, and maybe you're feeling this way too, and the feeling is this, is, you know, I I, I look at my statements, Mark, you know, every month, every quarter, and, you know, I keep on losing money. I just want to stop the bleeding. Um, I've heard that. And then I have to remind them that, hey, you know, we have a strategy in place uh, for those people anyway who are in the time segmented distribution strategy, which is the strategy that we use for individuals in retirement, and the and one of the benefits of utilizing a strategy like that, or having any strategy really, is helping to reduce the impact of emotions on decisions. Uh, and one of the things that I've shared with people, and you've heard it on on my radio show that I did previous to doing this podcast is that no one really here has experienced what, in my opinion, is is a bear market since 2008, 2009, and probably not even then since 2001 and two, Because in 2001 and two, it lasted for a year and a half to two years. In other words, every single quarter, and you didn't have a whole lot of online access back then. So you nope. waited till you got your statements, but it was quarter after quarter, month after month of negative returns. And that went on, not just for a quarter, not just for a year. It went on for a couple years um, and just beat people up. And that's what a true bear market looks like. And that's what we are in right now is a market that has lasted now for over a year. If you've invested money a year ago, unless you, you know, owned a couple things, um, you've lost money in your investments, or you've seen your account values decline, whether it's bonds, whether it's stocks. Um, and now we're starting to see real estate peak and and uh, real estate roll over and go down as we've seen higher interest rates. So real estate's lost is losing money too, and of course you have a nine percent inflation rate, which costs. Uh, everybody more money to go out and purchase things, which is another kind of uh, a, a another mental kind of nervousness that, Hey, is this going to continue on? It cost going to go up another 10% next year. I don't think so, but I don't have any crystal balls. I I would think that that is not really a realistic uh, expectation for that to happen. My son sent me a picture the other day of Avocados, and he said, Look at this, dad. And I'm like, It's just it's freaking avocado. I, what do you What am I looking at here? Yeah. And, and he's just like, The price went down, and uh, you know, in the grocery store, so wow, food that's, prices. That's new. <laughs> and he says, That's the first time I've seen, you know, food prices go down. And so, I think we, we probably are going to see more of that. I think we'll see, um, you know, used car prices are definitely peaked, and they're going down as as the manufacturing of new vehicles are are getting the supply chains back and and getting those vehicles pushed out. And as people dial back their <coughs> their uh, um, spending, I think you're going to see things go down. And one thing that is not being talked about, which is kind of interesting, which I don't know why nobody's talking about it. Um, but it's excess inventory. I mean, there is a lot of excess inventory that companies have ordered and have received that they now don't know what to do with. You know, Target, for instance, uh, in their latest earnings release, says they've got a markdown down inventory because they ordered too much stuff because now the consumers have pulled back. They thought that there was going to be this straight up vertical line that was going to continue as people continued to drive demand up and continued to spend money. And then all of a sudden that falls off of a cliff. And now you're seeing markdowns on inventory to clear out stuff. And that's, that's really what we see going to is what is going to happen across a, a broad number of industries is that You know, these companies have built up excess inventories because of supply chains and they don't want to get caught in that again. And now all of a sudden they've got all this extra stuff because they don't want to have, you know, just in time inventory uh, that, you know, the just in time inventory doesn't show up. Right. And uh, so now they've built up this excess inventory. Sounds like it's going to be
2: a great Christmas shopping season.
1: I, that's what I think, you know, I, I think you're gonna see a lot of sales. Um I think you did see a lot of markdowns um, on Amazon day. Um I'm not a big online shopper, um but that's kind of what I heard that there were some pretty good deals out there mm-hmm. and I have not seen anything lately that I've ordered from Amazon that says, you know, it's not available or you know you can't have it in th- three days anymore it might be a week or two because they have to wait for it to come back in the stock. i think everything's there
2: right um, oh yeah because that's what it, I mean. a year and a half ago that was it everything yeah you
1: remember that where yeah. you try to order something and it's like well it's not available or you know it might be two weeks before it gets to you and, mm-hmm. that, and that's just not happening anymore so that's an indication of what i've just done talking about but let's talk about you know retiring today and one of the adages is you know if you can retire and the numbers work out today and you're retiring in a bear market the likelihood of of success in retirement is is a lot higher so just think of it if you can retire after markets have lost 20 30 40% versus retiring at the top of a bull market because you know you already saw a decline in value of your investment holdings unless you went to cash six months ago uh, if you did you, then you are a genius because most people cannot predict um, what the markets are going to do going forward but if you can retire and the numbers work today that that really bodes well to the numbers more than likely working out in retirement versus retiring at the peak of equity and and valuation prices and so that is a positive thing. So again, you shouldn't be concerned about where things are at. You should run those numbers today. And if you retired last year, rerun the numbers to see if those numbers are still good and are still going to produce the income that you need during retirement. And of course, if you go to our website at EFS, the number four the letter U.com, what you're going to find is watch the watch the video. Um, it's a It's a 19 minute video. It's shorter than what our um, talks are about. And it talks about the strategy of time segmented distribution, you know, being able to plan out your income of when you need it, adjust for inflation, you know, plan for the unexpected. Um, it's just a really good strategy. I like it because there's so many different things that you can do with it. You can, you know implement a social security timing strategy into it which I think is very important. We've talked a lot about social security here too, and you probably already know. And and if you read anything online, there's what do you do during these times when you've got high inflation, you know, markets are uncertain, you've got global, you know, things going on all over the place is delay your social security, you know, delay it the longer that you can. You know, I disagree with that, you know, because you know, Susie Orman is really good at throwing out these, these you know, strategies and say, well, you, you should go do this. Well, that might apply to 90% of the people out there, right? Mm-hmm. But what if it doesn't apply to you? What if you're the 10% that shouldn't have done that? And by doing that and just following random advice, you actually hurt yourself and cost yourself money. That's why you always want to look at, is this the right strategy for me? You know it might be but until you actually look at it you don't really know and you know delaying social security the longer for everybody doesn't necessarily make sense because there's so many other factors involved in it do you have another pension what's the age difference between you and your spouse what's the amount of social security that each spouse is receiving all those things make a difference what other you know, lifetime income sources. Do you have that you have available to you? What about future inheritance dollars, health, family history, longevity, um, upcoming expenses? All those things are just so important. And take and have to be taken into account. So you can't just simply put a strategy into a box and say, "Hey, this is what everybody should do."
2: Exactly. Well, you know, one of the things that you've often talked about, Mark, and, and you said this earlier, it's it's about the math. And if, you, if the math works, it works, because that really is what, you know, income planning and, and retirement in general and all of the pieces of that puzzle is a big math problem.
1: Yeah, and it is. And, and I don't, you know, I'm just trying to think um, of all of my retirees that I've worked with over my career. And I don't think I've ever had any of them with maybe some few exceptions. So I won't be Susie Orman. So probably 90% and the other 10, you know, would be the exception. But for most of you retirees is you're going to come to a point where you're going to need extra money for something. Uh, And, you know, you've got to have a plan for where is that extra money going to come from. So I need to replace the siding on my house, Mark. I need to, you know, buy new windows. I'm I'm going on a on a you know, Alaskan cruise and I want $6,000 and it's not budgeted into my monthly budgeted income um or you know, I've got to, you know, have this dental procedure or I need hearing aids. Um there's just a a laundry list of lump sum expenses that come up that are not really thought about in retirement and you've got to have a place to be able to take that lump sum of money from. And so we follow, this is kind of a, this is, it's actually on the back of, um, my, my business card. It's, it says the smart money philosophy and it says whenever you need money, there's a smart place to get it. And Ooh, those like are that. the types of, those are the types of times, where you should have a strategy where if you need to access a lump sum of money, um, there should be a smart place to get it no matter what's going on in the markets. So if the markets are up, you've got a place to be able to take it from, typically a, an investment account that's that's gone up with the markets. If the markets are down, you've got a safe place to take that money from that hopefully has not declined in value or a very conservative investment. Um, you know, maybe a ladder bond strategy that we can go in there and we can liquidate some bonds that are maybe going to mature here in the next three, six, nine months that are going to mature right about at, at, you know, fair value and, and have not fluctuated and have earned, you know, the rate of return from, from the time that you bought it to maturity or close to maturity so that you don't have a place where you've got to go in and say, you know what, I got to take this money. Yeah, I, I know my, invest, my investment account's down 20%, but I just have to liquidate it now. That, that should not be something that happens. You know, You should not have something that comes up where you have to sell something that has lost money and you don't have any other alternatives. That's not the smart money philosophy. That's the I don't have a plan philosophy for the volatility or the uncertainty of things that might happen in the future.
2: Well, and obviously we want to avoid that. And and how do we make sure that, that we are covered? I mean, is it just we have to save more? Do we have to, you know, segment more money? How do we do that?
1: Well, you know, you split your, your money up into, you know, if you, again, if you watch that video, you know, efs dot com, time-segmented distribution, distributing your money into different buckets so your first two buckets are relatively safe and secure Utilizing fixed income for bucket one, so it's guaranteed, um, no fluctuation. You know, defined income of X amount of dollars that are going to be reliable each and every month for at least five years. And the second segment, very similar to the first segment, with you know downside market protection, lower volatility, um, similar type investment structure, uh, and. You know, third, fourth, and fifth buckets, and then you have your what I would term as either your legacy bucket uh, or your slush fund money, and that slush fund money, <clears throat> what I tell people, should look very similar to those five buckets that you have. Okay. You know, income, income today, income five years from now. You know, balanced portfolio. You know, targeting maybe you know three to six percent growth you know over the 10 year period of time and then more equities and more risk as you go out into 15 year 20 year money but your your slush fund money should look very similar so that if the markets are down like they are today if you have bucket one which which protects money and doesn't suffer in down markets that's what bucket one is designed to do that's what you want to look for in putting money into that first segment you should have that in your slush fund money as well so if you call me and say, well, Mark, I need some money, we go to the slush fund, we have an investment that's similar to where we're taking income now, and that investment should not have gone down in the markets. Uh, it should be very conservative, and we take that money out of there. If it was the end of 2021 and markets are up you know, 20%, we have an equity bucket in that slush fund money as well, because it looks similar to our other five segments and we take the money off of there because we want to, you know, obviously sell high, not sell low uh, and have a place to be able to take money from no matter what's going on in the markets. That's the smart money philosophy that you employ with that slush fund money as well as how you distribute money during retirement. And as Does that a, make sense? It you does know, make I, sense.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It was very easy to follow. And and I think one of the things that we, we talk about is keeping some of that money safe and making sure that it's, uh, that it is available. But again, with that eye on the future, that's the thing that I think escapes people is they don't think far enough
1: ahead. Well, and there's, and there's a, let's keep money safe and let's not keep money too much money earning too little, you know, because that, that, that was an issue with, you know, individuals that had, you know, six figures in their checking accounts making nothing. And you've really got to look at well, how much money do I really need to have as emergency cash reserves versus simply an investment that protects the cash? Might not be totally liquid, but you still have access to some of the money and principal, maybe just not all of it at one lump sum. But it gives you enough money so if things do come up, you have a, have a smart place to go get it from. Okay. And that's what you really have to look at. And there's there's those alternatives out there. Um, obviously, you know, you can put the money into CDs. Um, you can now put the money really into, um, you know, for instance, uh, a six-month treasury. So if you think treasuries aren't safe, then I guess, you know, there's, there's other issues, but a six month treasury is yielding just under 3% today. So, and, you know, that's a U.S. government treasury bill uh, or note that's maturing in six months or less, you know, you can get, you can get north of two and a half percent on that money. um, And maybe structuring a laddered, you know, treasury type, um, strategy of of just simply rolling, um, you know, having three, six, nine-month treasury bills and just simply rolling them and keeping that money liquid, you're always going to have some short-term cash that's yielding a decent return versus leaving that money set in the bank earning next to nothing. Uh, Even though we have 9% inflation, you still want to earn something on your money. If it's earning, you know, 0.2% or 0.3% in your checking account, don't leave it there, especially if you have a lot of cash um, that you could be earning more money on because that does make a difference over time, especially now we're looking at, you know, some opportunities in the short-term interest rate market that can get some decent yield on that short-term cash.
2: I haven't heard you. I haven't heard very many people talking about this short-term investment and and how that has sort of surfaced as, as an opportunity.
1: Yeah. Because as, as the fed has, increased interest rates and expected to increase again next week by another 75 basis points. That's the general consensus now. Um, but the bond market has has basically leads the Fed. You know, interest rates typically go up before the Fed raises interest rates. And that's what's happened, you know, on the short end of the yield curve is that we are seeing, you know, those short-term rates uh, looking looking fairly attractive. I don't know about it if you call, you know, two and a half percent attractive, but, you know, better than zero. Right. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, there are places. So if you want to talk to me about just simply, hey, you know, can you buy U.S. Treasuries for me uh, and just set up a strategy for my cash or what are my other alternatives for my cash? We can definitely have a conversation about that uh, because it's important to, you know, be a good steward of your money. Uh, whether it's long term money or short term money.
2: I like that. Mark, seven one two 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 four four six five one, Folks, if you want to give them a call, or you can reach him directly on the website, EFS, the number four the letter U.com. And and again, I think that that right there is is a bit of optimism in in a sea of, you know, gloom and doomers out there.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, hey, you can get two and a half percent on savings. Yeah, um, hello, sign me up. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, and I think, I don't know how much more interest rates are going to go up. I really think, um, and maybe we can replay this in a month or two. Okay. But I would not be surprised if um, this is it. Uh, This is the last interest rate increase. And we, and we maybe might get a quarter point in September. Uh, But if, People continue, uh, you know, unless something changes, but the direction of spending and demand is is down. And, you know, what that means is that inflation is going to come right down along with it. And I think the whole supply chain, um, gas prices are down. Uh, I don't know how much more Gas will go down just because I think there's supply issues, you know, of course, with uh, Russia, um, you know, pulling a lot of that off of the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't think that, you know, we're going to see uh, interest rates continue to ratchet up the way they are. Uh, I think we've done a good job of talking ourselves into a recession. Um, companies are already freezing hiring. I think you're going to see um, wage pressure uh, kind of alleviate here in the future. Um, I think that, you know, you're going to see employment probably tick up in terms of uh, the unemployment rate uh, just as just as a normal You know, business cycle. Of course, yeah, I get it. I think we peaked at that, at that area. We'll see. You know, I don't have any crystal balls, but that's just kind of my, uh, um, you know. And and sentiment is very bad right now, and so typically sentiment at the low is is you know if it's at the bottom, it can only go up. Correct. You know, it can't get a whole lot worse. Well, that's it. Um, yeah, I I would agree with that. It could get worse, but just not a whole lot worse because everybody is so pessimistic, and that's typically when markets bottom. Um, although we're kind of we're kind of in in a middle of of a um you know, kind of be a shallow short term bear market. You know, bear markets typically last a little bit longer than where we're at. But again, if you look at international equities, emerging markets, um, small cap stocks, the bear market in those has really had been has been going on for quite some time, I would say almost a year or more in some of those some of those asset classes. And so that would be about an average, you know, length of time. You know, the S&P, you know, and the Dow, really, the Dow Jones isn't in a bear market. I mean, they never got that that number of 20% or more sell-off in the Dow stocks. The S&P, yes, obviously down, I think, at the low around 24%, 25%. Uh, the average bear market is around 27%. And so, yeah, I don't know. But that's just my gut feeling Is is, you know, interest rates here are pretty close to being i think the fed's pretty close to being done um Mm -hmm. but we'll see i think inflation and then we've got this whole freaking corona thing that's still out there that is is i think going to have some impact here in the next month or two with the 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 last you know variant or whatever it is
2: whatever it is exactly exactly I like that market. And again, you know, going with your gut, I I think somebody with as much experience as you have, you give us some insight that, that not a lot of folks are offering right now.
1: Yeah. And so I think you stay the course, you know, I think you might reevaluate your strategy, rerun the numbers, you know, remember the smart money philosophy. That's a good philosophy to have and to look at your portfolio. Is it, is it, is it set up that way? That there's always a place where you're going to be able to get money from. Um, so yeah, you look at those things and, you know, like my grandma used to say, you plan for the worst, you figure for the best and, you know, you'll, you'll probably be right in the middle. Of course. I like it. Yep. So that's all I got today. Uh, thank you for listening and again, reach out to me. Uh, you can email me, call me and, uh, we'll, we'll visit and see what's, what we can do for you to help you feel better about your money and you know, put you on a path that, that meets your objectives and what you're looking for.
2: Securities offered through Securities America Inc. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors Inc. an SEC registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.
0: If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls, like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Oh Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651. 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com.